On today's episode, I'm going to do a quick update on my portfolio. Um, you're going to see most of it is more of a growth stock investor. I'm also going to take a look at my top winners, my top losers, what com- what companies I have sold and what I have bought, and also just the overall experience that I've gotten from my portfolio, things I've learned, things I, I, I've enjoyed, and things that are working right now. So let's get started. In the past few months, I've actually gotten a huge amount of subscribers and people joining my Discord channel. So I just want to, and people just listening to my podcast. So first, I honestly just want to say thank you guys for all the support. It actually means a lot to me that I'm able to provide some form of value to people that are watching me. And if you guys are new to this channel, this is not a channel that I give any form of recommendations. I'm nowhere near a professional but I am a big student of the market and I just give my overall opinion of what I'm doing and how things are working. So just a quick, like I said, a quick overview of me. My name is Jose Naharo. I'm about 20, I'm 28 years old and I've been investing in the market for about six, seven years. In that amount of time, I've actually put over thousands and thousands of work for um, learning about this market, learning about different investors, learning about different investment styles, learning about different ways to calculate, to, to look at a company by reading books, looking at people, looking at great investors and just learning from them. One of the things I know is I don't know much in this game. So that alone makes me continue to drive to learn more about the overall market and ways to improve myself. So the first thing I just want to show is my portfolio on January 2nd of 2020. This account was at $22,000. Right now, sitting at, at the end of day of January 21st, 2020, my portfolio is up to 40600 no, this does not mean I have gotten over 100% gains. I'm actually, I'm constantly adding money to the market. And just like the rest of the world, I took a big hit during March. But the thing I did during that March is what actually ended up helping me out in the long term. I, I continue, I, I did not sell. I, I just continued to add to my position. I was actually even adding normally, more than I normally added during this downturn times. And right now I have, I'm still adding, but my adding has gone back to what I normally add. So I, that's one of the things that I think has really, really helped out my portfolio right now. It's just me, when th- things have gotten bad, I, I double down instead of selling like other people do right i never sold out of any positions during the downturn i instead continued to buy and actually looked at different companies and before we go any further guys don't forget to hit the subscribe button the thumbs up and the bell it helps the small channel out so much and like i said thank you guys for all the support i really really appreciate it if you guys ever want to get in contact with me feel free to post on the youtube comments I normally respond very quickly, but if you guys really want to get in contact with me, I am very active on Twitter and on Discord channel. I have a Discord channel, which is free to anybody, so feel free to join. All the information will be below. There's so many different investors, and again, nothing we do there is recommendation. We are just giving our opinions, and again, it's free for anybody that wants to join. People that are listening to the podcast, again, thank you, and thank you for guys for the support. And finally, tomorrow is Monday Matches. Monday Matches is when I put two companies against each other. The top three selections for this Monday are either going to be AMD versus NVIDIA, Microsoft versus Google. Microsoft was the last the last company I did versus Apple. And may I say, 
Microsoft destroyed Apple. It doesn't mean that one of them is a bad investment. Both of these can actually be good investments, but I just try to see which one I prefer more. And the last one is gonna be PayPal versus Square. So let me know in the comments below which one you guys wanna see tomorrow. I think right now Microsoft versus Google is going on. I have a poll, but let me know in the comments as well which one you guys prefer. PayPal versus Square, I actually just did a video yesterday on my top four payment stocks. PayPal and Square made the list. Those are some top growers right now. So if you guys wanna learn more about them, feel free to check that video out. All right, so now let's take a look at my top winners of my portfolio and what I've learned. Before we go there, let me just quickly explain my portfolio. My portfolio has about 35 to 40 positions. The reason I have this many positions is one, I truly enjoy taking a look at companies. Every single day, I spend hours and hours taking a look at a company, articles, 10Q report, 10K report. There's, I, I, I honestly don't think there's anyone on YouTube doing the amount of research that I'm doing when buying into a company. At the end of the day, I truly enjoy it. So if I enjoy a company, I'm going to buy that company. I have no amount of position limit size. So if I like 100 companies, I'm gonna buy 100 companies if I have the time to actually research them. And like I said, I honestly do have the time and I truly enjoy it. So that's why my position is 35. It's over 35 right now. The second reason I actually have this many positions, like I said, one thing is I know I could be wrong. And even if I know I could be wrong, so if I know I could be wrong, I try to limit my risk by having multiple positions. And it's actually helping out a lot. And one thing my, a lot of people would say, Jose, you have so many positions. What, um, if one company goes up, it's not really gonna affect your portfolio. And that's honestly false. I, from experience here, my number one winner is PDD. PDD is up 135%. This company is actually one of my smallest size in my portfolio. It started off at $400 and it's actually my number one winner. So for all those people that say, hey, Jose, that one position, it was so small, it's not gonna make a dent in your portfolio. Here's proof that that doesn't matter. Like I said, winners keep, if it's a winner, it's gonna be, imagine this position going, it already went two times its size. Imagine if it triples, quadruples, if it goes 10 times its size, these are the ones that are going to make your portfolio move. Yes, obviously, if I had a bigger position, it would have affected me better. But hey, what if it would have gone the other way? It would have destroyed my portfolio. So for me, everybody has a different risk tolerance. I understand mine. And I think this is what I'm trying to portray in this video, right? It's more just the experience that there's different ways to invest. There's no really right way. If a person wants 10 investment styles, you can do that, right? I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but for me, it doesn't flow with my risk tolerance. And that's what every investor I think should really focus to understand about themselves is how much of a risk tolerance can you tolerate? If you only have five positions and that position drops down 10%. Can Are you willing to, to uh, is your risk tolerance able to hold on to that position? Or are you going to get very emotional and get weak-handed and end up selling at a loss? So by doing this, I end up taking emotion out of my account, completely out of it, right? If my, I, I see this 135%. If this was worth if this was a, if I only had a temp portfolio and I had a company like this, you, I, I'm a hundred percent. I would have trimmed off position, and that to me might have been a bad scenario because then it could have continued going up, and I would have sold too early. But now by having multiple positions, multiple of them, multiple of them go up. If a company like this goes up a hundred, two hundred percent. 
I'm not gonna have the feeling to, I'm not gonna have weak hands, right? So weak hands works both ways. It, it, when things go down, you might sell, you might sell and the company goes back up. If it goes up too much, you might sell and it continue to go up. So you continue to lose on those gains. So weak hands, risk tolerance is both on the downside and the upside. And it's the way you control those emotions, what truly, truly help you become a better investor. And like I said, this is what helps my risk tolerance. So my top five winners are PDD, Activision, CRNC, Spotify, and Microsoft. All of these are top growth companies growing at a fast rate. The only one that's not really growing at a fast rate out of these is Activision. But Activision is in the esports sector. And I'm very bullish in the following sectors. Anything that has to do with esports, cloud, data centers, machine learning, artificial intelligence, um, consumer products that I truly, truly enjoy. That's why we see Spotify here. Microsoft, a huge grower, right? That one is a big market cap company growing still at a double digits. So that's pretty much where you're going to see most of my portfolio focused on. I have a tech, I have a, um, I have an academic background in technology. And that's why I, I, I guess maybe that's why I truly enjoy these companies because I really understand what's happening on them. And most of these companies, actually my top 10, I'm pretty sure I've done a video on all of them where I talk about them. I take a look at their 10Q report, their 10K report, their balance sheets, their revenue growth, what this company is doing. So any of these companies, you guys can mention, ask me any questions and I can honestly answer why I'm into them. How many other people can say that? Some people just buy because they're buying. And I feel like that, again, continues to destroy that risk tolerance. By me knowing what all these companies do, by me doing my in-depth analysis, my in-depth research, when things go bad, I'm not gonna sell out. And you can see in my portfolio, when the whole market started to tank, I bought more, I did not sell. Number six to 10 are Fastly, one of the biggest growing stocks right now. DraftKings, another one. Huya, Esports, SE, Esports in Singapore, Square. All of these are companies that many people might consider overvalued. But look, these overvalued companies have done amazing returns for me. My top five have done about $2,200 return and my top six to 10 have done about 1500. And let me say this real quick, my portfolio, this portfolio has actually only started in November 8th, November 15th or 13th. This company, this portfolio is only about eight months old and I'm pretty sure this is doing pretty amazing. It is doing pretty amazing for me, right? I'm not benchmarking myself with other investors. Other investors can be a lot better than me, but I am happy with my results. Next, let's take a look at my top losers. So I'm only showing my top five losers because my number five loser is actually Disney. And Disney is only down $2 for me. So after my top five, my other ones are actually winners. So these are my top five worst performers. Um, Disney being number five, only down $2. We have Boeing, Berkshire. We have Space here and Opera. All of these top, these five worst only had only uh, only diminished eight hundred dollars of my portfolio. Then I've also sold out of different positions. Obviously, I sell out some losers. One of my biggest loss was actually Luck and Coffee, which was from fraud. And even after that, that's a total of $450 in loss. So pretty much my total losses right now is about $1,250. That's my number five to 10 winners can actually cover that and still be profitable. Again, I was wrong with those companies, right? I was wrong with them, but by me having a small position in them, and 
I, I don't think I'm wrong with Boeing. I don't think I'm wrong with Berkshire or the other ones. The ones I think I was wrong with are the ones I sold out. But my five performers right now are not giving the returns that I would have expected. And again, if maybe there were bigger positions to my portfolio, I maybe would have had weak hands and sold a little too early on them. Right now, um, there's some I'm not adding to and some of them I'm just going to just continue to hold on because I'm still bullish in the companies. The ones I no longer believe on, I actually get kicked out and that was the only one I think was actually luck in coffee. But one thing, right, you can see most of the my top winners are top growth. There's no really any valued company here that many people would consider undervalued, right? Um, and Microsoft, many people might be like, Microsoft, hey, that's actually a value stock. Microsoft is a company, $1.5 trillion market cap, and it's actually still growing revenues at 20%. This is a heavy growth company. Don't come here and tell me Microsoft is a valued company at all. That is a heavy growth company, and that's why it's in my portfolio. If we take a look at my top losers, actually, we have Disney, we have Berkshire, we have Boeing. These might not be the top growth. So these might be what people consider valued and look how they're performing right now. And again, some, some people might go in the comments and be like, Jose, you're gonna, when the bubble pops, you're gonna get hurt the most. You might be right, right? You might be right, you might be wrong. Everybody, one thing I know is I'm not, I don't know the future, but a bubble pops, right? Tell me, there's two things I know about bubbles popping. One. I don't know when the bubble will pop. It can continue to rise two years, three years, four years from now. So should I sell now And it's because I want to time the market? No, I'm not going to time the market. But I do have hedging strategies to help me out when things go bad. Second thing, right, is a bubble pop doesn't specifically always pop with a drop of stock price, right? That's what normal what people normally think about when they see uh, when they think of bubble popping. When they see a bubble pop, they expect stock prices to drop down. Another method that a bubble can actually pop is the stock prices can end up just being flat for the next four or five months and waiting for fundamentals to meet up with this current stock price valuation. So it doesn't mean that the company is going to drop down. It actually, the stock price can just can just stay still for the next four, five, six months. But still, look at these returns. I'm pretty happy and might just continue to give more opportunities for me to buy into these stocks. Next, I want to talk about my buys and why I ended up purchasing this, purchasing them. The first thing, actually, let's take a look at my what I sold. So I pulled out all my information from my from my brokerage, and I you're gonna see the companies that I sold. Let me mention this: the reason I sold out of these positions are not for bearish reasons or not because I have some negative effect, negative sentiment towards these companies. The reason I sold out were for the following. One, they did not match up the way uh, the way I want my portfolio to go. I told you guys how I really want my portfolio to go. Wanted to be strong in cloud. Wanted to be strong in esports, in cybersecurity, in data centers, in artificial intelligence, in e-commerce, in some form of payments. And the second reason I sold is um, some of these might have been just very small position size. That hey, even though they were small positions, they're not positions I would really want to add anymore. We're gonna see here i sold out of walmart tesla tesla was only a hundred dollars right now of my portfolio so to me that uh, that one was small enough to really not make a difference 
Um, then we have Starbucks. Again, not a company I really would see as a growth. I sold out all of my banking, out of all my airlines, out of all my cruise lines, Coca-Cola, um, Berkshire, some Berkshire, some Home Depot. And again, these are not because I had some negative sentiment, but just because I understand where I want my portfolio to go as. So I use this money and the money that I constantly put in to buy the following position. So here on the chart, I actually have my top buys. Um, and just if you're listening to the podcast, these are my top buy. These are the buys, and most of them I actually purchased on June 12th. EA Games was my number one. AMD, Ping, Okta, Nvidia, Techie, CrowdStrike, C, Workday, Nitas, Mastercard, IBM, DraftKing, Dropbox, Activision, Salesforce, Square, and Fastly. And remember how I showed you guys my top 10 winners. I've actually continued to buy. I, some of these companies that I purchased were actually some of my top 10 winners. So I do believe winners continue to win. And if I still like the stock price, I'm going to continue going in. Activision, Fastly, DraftKings, SE, and Square were all some of my top 10 winners. And those were some I ended up still purchasing even more. So like I said, many people say, hey, some of your stocks are overvalued. Okay, thank you for your for, for, for you letting me know how it is. But right now, my results are showing these are still doing great. I like their, their the amount of revenue growth. I mean, let's take a look at PayPal, for example. PayPal grew about, I think, close to 60% be- since com- since before the market tanked. So on February 20th from now, and that's before the market tanked, PayPal has grown over 60%. Many people are like, oh, that's crazy. Why has PayPal grown so much? And just the overall market has changed. PayPal, in their most recent earnings, said that in the three weeks of that COVID-19 had affected that earnings, PayPal grew to levels that they thought would have taken three to five years to get to. In three weeks, in a matter of a month, a company grew to what they thought would have taken them three to five years. So if a company is now in in the business where they were going to be in 2023, 2024, why shouldn't the stock price go up to those levels as well? So that's why I, I feel people, I that, that's how I see it, right? If a company it's now in levels three years from now. Why shouldn't their stock price follow? So a lot of people say, Jose, you're still buying into these companies. Yes. Right. And if I find a company and I think it's too overvalued, I'm not going to shy away from it. I might enter in with a smaller position just to get my skin in the game. But if I did my research, which I always do before buying a stock, why should I not buy in just because of a stock price valuation? If I buy in, the company can continue to go up and I have skin in the game. If it drops down, I only enter with a small position. And now, since I already did my research on the company, I'm going to continue to buy more. Like For me, that it, does, it seems like a win-win situation. Especially, like I said, this only helps me because I do full in-depth analysis of a company before I purchase it. So now let me just do a quick talk of my top five buys. My number one was EA Games. The reason I bought EA Games was unfortunately my Activision was already a decent sized portfolio and I still wanted to increase my esports exposure so I ended up going with EA Games. I actually did a Monday match of Activision versus EA Games and EA Games won. Um, so EA Games was one I ended up using to adding to my esports e- esports portfolio. Number two was AMD. AMD also with their CPUs and GPUs are part of the esports magnet. 
but they're also very big in the data center which right now people working from home companies transitioning data centers are going to continue to go up so amd is in there for that play okta and ping both deal with some form of cybersecurity in applications website cloud so okta and ping ended up entering as number three and number four nvidia same as amd they do esports they do data centers but they're also in artificial intelligence machine learning and cloud gaming again it's not just that's not my analysis right this is just a quick overview i've looked at all these companies all of them have great revenue growth all of them have great balance sheets all of them have strong cash flow improvements margins are improvements these is what those are the things that take for for me to enter in a position i'm not going to buy a company that's margins are going down i'm not going to buy a companies that revenue is decreasing i'm not going to buy a company that has a weak balance sheet so this is this is just a quick overview of why i bought these stocks and that's it for today's episode i hope you guys enjoy it like always make sure to hit the subscribe button the thumbs up and the bell it helps the small channel out so much and i truly truly appreciate all the support like always take care guys and see you next time